0: Hi, this is Vernon Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Kenny and Adam for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. Uh, unfortunately, Dion will not be with us tonight, but we're going to do our best to, to to keep people entertained and talk about the film Soul of the Sword. This is a 1980, uh, no, sorry, 1978 film directed by Hua Shan, uh, and in this dark Wuxia movie, Ti Lung plays Nameless, a man obsessed with defeating Lu Tian Kang to become the King of Swords, Uh We'll get into the plot details after that, and I already did do a, a post about it uh, last week when we when we had to cancel the Wusha weekend session. So, uh, so you know, without further ado, why don't we just get into everybody's reaction? Because I've already given mine. Um, so I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, I guess I can start.
1: Um, I did enjoy the movie. Um, it was definitely one of the more tragic movies that we've seen. Uh, but also at the same time, like very sort of realistic, it's got a a very, um, I guess, gritty depiction of how Chang Wu is. Like, even yeah, spoilers, but you know, he didn't really get a chance to revel in his victory uh, at all before being backstabbed by people who he formed grudges with along the way uh, on on his way to becoming the king of swords. So. Um, that was a bit unexpected, but, yeah, know, it was at throughout the whole movie. It didn't just come out of nowhere as a DSX Machina type of thing, but, um... Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. Tilang was good. Uh, Ku Fang was good. Yeah, they're, they're all very prominent actors, and they did very well in their roles. Um and yeah if, if you yeah you know, watch this movie watch this movie first of all going onto hong kong movie database if you want to avoid a big spoiler <laughs> you know it, it was it's obvious as you watch the movie but you know it's the difference between like watching the movie and figuring out by yourself or being told certain things as, as you read through the cast list
2: yeah i i thought this was a pretty good movie as well it's uh very unusual in a lot of ways it's kind of got a lot of dark psychological elements to it but uh it hung together and there's yeah there's 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 strange elements to it that uh like with almost kind of a weird supernatural kind of vibe to it that are subtle as well but it, it's I, it, it doesn't really explain anything in that regard but uh and i will get into more detail when we get into talking about the movie but uh but yeah for for a movie that's this dark where the uh main character isn't particularly sympathetic a lot of the time, it was very engaging.
0: So, um so yeah, so I think uh I think if what we uh, probably want to do then is get right into the plot. But one thing I did want to ask about there are two there are two really I would say dark beats in the movie. <laughs> um, so the first one is he he, he rapes Holyan. And the second one is he kills Holy um, I'm sort of jumping the gun and getting ahead of the plot discussion but I think those are like the two most shocking moments in the film and they're probably the, worth talking about before we get into the discussion. I was curious how you guys reacted to those two scenes.
1: Not so much of the rape-off end because it was, I don't know, it wasn't very you know, climatic in any way, shape or form. It was just like, I'm taking you away and then, yeah, cut to a bed scene and then like cut to people intruding him on on the room and yeah there was a point where she was like asking yeah oh why did you have to rape me you know i i'd given my heart to you the first time we met already and i was just like a little bit sad there but um it it was quite important in sort of highlighting nameless's character as a person he takes what he wants with his sword which is like a a his sort of catchphrase throughout the movie you know if he wants something he gets it with his sword right and yeah that was um yeah, a good way of showcasing that and how far uh, and to what extent he pushes this philosophy of his. Um, as for the, the, the murder of Hylian, like it was sort of hinted that like it was one of those things where you're not really sure, will he, won't he? Yeah. You know, is he going to find a way that's not the path of the Merciless Sword or whatever? You know, will he find compassion one way or another and, and, and open up a new route so to speak because you know it's one of those those sort of themes that uh, shows up in other sort of wuxia stories where you know the person you know decides that you know being merciless is not the way and somehow you know through the power of friendship and love or whatever you know in my happy-go-lucky world it's like yeah he'll he'll, like discover that his love is and, and desire to protect his loved ones is what pushes him to find a new a new way forward and, you know, and then the King of Swords will die with a smile on his face, like, knowing that someone's, you know, found a different way from him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: do yeah, you
1: want to talk about like...
0: that smile at the end, too, with the King of Swords? Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he, he does smile to be yeah. fair, It's just yeah. in the, in, not, not in the context yeah. I'm talking <laughs> about. <here.
2: laughs> yeah, I, uh... I have to say the I was spoiled on the rape scene by an online discussion. So I I knew that was coming. So Mm. as far as how shocking it is, I'm not the right person to ask because I I didn't I didn't know any specifics. I just knew there was a rape in the movie and it was pretty evident that this, you know, when it was coming, I'm like, oh, okay, this must be the part. So I kind of I kind of braced myself ahead of time. And I I agree that it, it was a little muted. They didn't they didn't play it heavily for shock value. They, they emphasized more the aftermath and her emotional reaction afterwards and kind of sorrow afterwards was, uh, it was, was it was very ambiguous.
0: I I thought it was ambiguously shot actually, because it was like, it was presented in a way where you didn't necessarily know it was a rape scene until the dialogue. And it was actually almost shot kind of romantically at times. Um, you know, so it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit oddly done. Um, but, but I, I guess, I guess the, the, re- the reasons I, that, that it, I thought that that scene actually added to the film were kind of what Kenny was talking about, which was, um, it highlighted the Zhang Hu that this guy lives in where yeah. like the, just the lines are totally blurred and where it's not made up of like really nice swordsmen. Like these guys are killers and they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they like, you know, like It kind of like so when you see those scenes earlier in the film where he's cutting people down, there's one scene where he says um, where the guy says, oh, there's like eight of us and one of you. And he says, no, there's seven of you. That guy's dead. And like the way he says it, it's like they don't normally comment like that when they're killing people. The guy just dies and nobody mentions it. Um, I, I feel like this is the kind of movie where you're just aware people are are actually being killed. Um, yeah,
2: there's no heroic element to chong uh, hu in this yeah. in this movie at all. It's like it's not it's not even like the, you know, the uh the previous movie we watched, Supreme Swordsman, I think it was, where you have you 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 start with a character you're following who is the ruthless and ambitious one, but then you get a heroic character yeah. later. It's like this is just a world where the world of Jogi was just nothing but merciless, and, merciless killers, pretty much.
0: <laughs> and I and I do want to get to my second point about this, but at the same time, I want to mention because you brought that up. This even does the reverse because in this film, mm. it, there's all these happy-go-lucky musical interludes at the start where he's kind of wandering around. And you hear cheerful music, and so at the beginning of the film, it almost seems like it's going to be this this somewhat light whoosh affair, and and it sort of. It, it, it sort of descends slowly into into the kind of movie yeah. it is. Uh, well
2: the thing is he's kind of the fact that he's motivated by seeing that girl kill herself at the beginning it makes you think oh he's 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 motivated by righteousness or something yeah. you know it's like it but no it isn't i mean he's just weirdly obsessed with this girl and he isn't really particularly righteous in any way
0: and the uh and oh, can everybody hear me I can hear you fine. Okay, sorry. It looks like we just got a little bit of a uh, technical issue there. Um, but the other reason I i, I wanted to uh, wanted to raise about why I thought that worked is the, the Lady of Three Moves scene that mirrors that scene, where she basically does kind of the same thing to Mr. Yan, where uh, she's trying to seduce Mr. Yan and, and get him, uh, Mr. Yan is a guy played by Norman Chu, get him to, to uh, work with her so they can both kill Nameless, mm. and you know, they're, they're having, you know, they're, they're starting to make love, but then she forces him to go down on her, which is much more taboo. And he he rejects her based on that. But then she pulls out her swords and starts attacking him and pretty much defeats him and then says, look, you, you know, if you want to kill this guy, you have to do exactly what I say. And then it cuts to a flower, just like it cut to a flower in the other rape scene. And so I thought it was kind of interesting that they had those scenes sort of mirroring each other in the film. Um. But uh. But also, I thought it was sort of, it sort of to me made me think: Are we are these two swordsmen supposed to be taking, like, is 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 are we supposed to be observing sort of the path that the Norman Chu character takes and the path that the uh that the T Lung character takes and kind of contrasting them?
2: Um. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I it's the kind of thing I need to watch the movie again and and. And analyze sure. that—that's an interesting take there. Well, well what, in the what sense
1: that, that Norman Chu's character has, has everything taken everything from him from by the sword. sword. Yeah, yeah, his his love mm. and his yeah, yeah. dignity yeah. as a man. Yeah, whereas yeah, Ti-Lung, yeah, yeah takes everything exactly by the by sword.
0: Because yeah, because like, remember Norman Chu can't even draw his sword to fight Ti-Lung in that scene where they're facing each other after he slept with Ho and the and the and Sire is outside and he and. And when, when, when Norman Shu puts his sword back in and walks away, the sire's like disgusted at him. And then he walks in and he says, I was waiting there and I actually would have helped him, but he can't even draw his sword against you. And, uh, and then he announces that, you know, no such swordman should, you know, uh, you know, reside at the, at the palace. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that they were meant to be contrasted like that. Um, but, uh, but I guess getting sort of back into the meat of the plot, um, and for those who haven't seen the film, basically, he sees this duel between uh, the King of Swords and and a swordsman at the very start of the film when he's a boy. And the swordsman dies, and then the woman that's with the swordsman, which we're told you know, moments prior, she's basically the reason why he lost, because his mind is hindered by this attachment that he has to the woman. Uh, she k- kills herself, and he's haunted by this woman. Uh, but he's also driven by this obsession to face the King of Swords himself and defeat him. And it's a it, it, and and so when he finally gets to the point where he's he's uh, he's received by sire and they're setting up a duel for him, he sees a woman that looks just like this woman and there, there's a love story that develops between him and her. And there's also a subplot between him and this physician whose spoiler is actually the King of Swords. Um, and the, the physician seems to be playing this. He Basically, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like this is the thing that the King of Swords does every time he has a challenger. I feel like he goes out and he tries to measure them up and he tries to psych them out and he tries to defeat them before the battle even occurs. And my suspicion is that first swordsman that he fought, he had done something quite similar to. But I didn't know if you guys had a similar feeling about that.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm I, I'm not I, I'm sure if he did, he did it, it for that, that particular swordsman. Sword, right? I, feel I feel like like for like every you know a challenger like in the past, he he would he get would to get know them first, that. and he, he you, you know, he, know he he has, has mentioned, mentioned um uh, something along the like lines of like, like a, swordsman. a swordsman, there is no like righteousness or justice right. on the road of swordsmanship, right? It's just, like it just like the merciless, merciless win, the and that's basically it. I'm I butchering his quote here because I can't remember off my head. What he
0: says is he he says a variations on it but the main one i think is a swordsman must be amoral and merciless um and and uh you know the and 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 so and and he he often mentions like you know having no hindrances and then there's a scene where uh where he's pretending to be the physician and he's talking to t lung earnestly and he says uh you know you know you two are both at your pinnacle of, of 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 swordsmanship you know when 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 two foes like this meet you know all it takes is a is a, is like a gust of wind or a breeze to to shift it in the other direction and it just reminds me i mean this is like this is how you know people who engage in combat sports behave with each other it's also how if you've ever seen the movie pumped up with our Ar- not pumped up pump, pumping iron with arnold schwarzenegger it's it's the same kind of thing he was doing in that movie to to help psych out the guys that yeah. he was competing against in the bodybuilding match so it just yeah. seemed like that kind of a thing where He's, you know, he's get he's trying to get into this guy's head and, and, and it's almost like he, he's so good at it that he effortlessly does it and he gets into the head of a young boy who's just watching the match, you know, who goes on, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it, it, to me, this was like, it's almost poetic the way that the movie handles this aspect of the film. Um, yeah,
2: well, I remember what, even before we know who the Doctor is, it was really, I, you know, it was a matter of he was either going to be the King of Swords or he was going to be a guy working for him. because his, his friendly advice about, oh, don't let this woman get in your head, it's like, it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of, you know, don't think of a, you know, purple giraffe kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's like, don't let this woman get in your head, don't obsess well, it and let her distract you. It's like, you know. No, he he was trying to distract him by saying that.
0: The physician also brings him to the brothel, which is where he sees her in the first place through the window.
2: That's true, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Uh, yeah, because it did feel like he was trying to
1: lure Nameless into, yeah, you know, drowning himself in pleasure, you know, into a brothel. Like, I don't think he meant for uh, Nameless to, you know, fall in love with Holy Anne from a distance or whatever. Like, his, he just, um, him to sort of get lost in women and... Happened that he saw Holien and then ended, ended up falling, falling in, in in love with, in love with her, her and, you know, know and, and gaining he, this hindrance, as it were. Uh, nah, anyway, nah, like it is plot, plot worked either way. way.
0: <laughs> now, do that's... you guys think? So, so, what was the deal with Holien? Because, I mean, I, I, supposedly she looks just like this woman, and visually on the film she <clears> does. <throat> but are we just seeing the hallucinations of of Nameless here, or is she really? a woman who looks exactly like her. Is it the same woman? Like, w- what do you guys think is actually going on with her looking like this lady who committed suicide?
2: It's an interesting thing. I noticed there's a music cue like during the discussion they have, I, I believe it's a discussion that leads up to him killing her perhaps, Or, but it's very near the end, but she's talking about, you know, how, you know, he took her away and it was like a dream and all of this kind of thing. It's this weird, the music at that point is, is pretty much identical to a music cue in vertigo. And I don't know if you've seen the Hitchcock movie vertigo, but it involves a guy who this woman in his life dies and then he meets this other woman who looks exactly like her and, and there's this whole weird psychological mystery going on around that. But uh, you know this, this movie is very different than vertigo overall, but I felt like, I felt like at times there was this vertigo like feeling. You know the music cue made me think it was deliberate because I'm like well that's that's very specific.
0: I think but, you might be right about that um, yeah and yeah. and I think it's interesting the movie doesn't really resolve that aspect of it, it doesn't it doesn't no. it doesn't answer any questions you have surrounding her at all, you no, know, you, not at all. You, and, and and there's a lot of hints that could go in many different directions. For example, we see her commit suicide and then he asks the doctor can can the dead come back to life?" the doctor says no dead is dead but we see that scene where nameless almost kills somebody i think it was the guy he said was dead right wasn't it the guy he said had died in that fight yeah yeah and, you're right and then the doctor right. goes up and he heals him and he's and he's, and he's and he's and he's and he's and he's okay so i mean it's not inconceivable that he maybe he went up to this lady after she c- committed suicide and and healed her and but, but the thing is would he
2: I mean, the thing is, if, if seeing that as a setup, though, I don't know why he would know that this guy was a kid who was obsessed with her to to even do all of that. So I don't know.
0: No, no, he might not have, but maybe he. She's just the lady he sends at the swordsman every single time. Do you know what I mean? Oh,
2: okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, there is the time jump, too. It's like you know, it's 10 I don't years, know.
0: Right? It's ten years, which is a little bit. It, much I, for...
2: It's not. It's not impossible, but it's still. That was That's my major feeling and thinking—it's not, not the same, same person. Is I'm like, well, right I don't know. It's,
1: it's uh... <laughs> a, is it ten years because I was because I I always had the impression I that Holy M, M was. was uh, uh... I don't know, maybe maybe it was the daughter of um the woman at the beginning or something mm, on those oh, lines, okay, When the old granny was like saying, Oh, I I I brought her up, um, because yeah, her father and the father before her, they all lived here and all that sort of stuff. Like I think, oh okay. So maybe Holyan
0: is like the the, uh, the daughter of the uh the swordsman. That's um, a possibility. But, I think that's yeah, definitely that makes possible. Sense. That's uh but yeah, I just I've just been like racking my brain trying to figure out what what the deal was. I've sort of settled on I think he was crazy. I think he was crazy, and I don't think she actually looked like her. I think I think he I think he was just projecting that onto her because that was his big fear.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or, or she looked a little bit like her, and he just he filled in the rest
0: because <laughs> it, it would be really weird that he sees all these flashes of this woman and then he actually ends up meeting somebody who looks just like her at that exact time. I mean, yeah. well, it's, it's a movie, it's, so. Yeah. It's
2: someone, it's also, it's someone he saw, like, once from a distance, and it's not like it's someone he knew. So, it's the kind of thing for it to be easy for him to, uh, have an imaginary version he could project on someone else, too. You know, because, uh... <clears throat> you know, if somebody knew well, it would be harder for him to decide someone else looked exactly like them.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true, too. Um Now, what did you guys think of the, uh of the scene with the there, there, there was a scene where uh, the doctor is taking him around town and then there's a storyteller who t- tells this tale <sighs> of of the husband and wife who paint who paint uh the wife i think paints a monkey on the man's uh, uh on, on the man's genitals and she and he paints uh, a door guard on hers at, because they're going to be separated while he goes on a trip and it's kind of like a humorous sort of story but i was just curious what you guys thought of that scene
1: I'm not sure what it added. Like I, I, I find it like amusing, but it was really, it did feel a bit out of place. Um, yeah, in, in that scene we we had what we saw someone picking uh, picking pockets. We saw a molester in a crowd. We saw a horse urinating on its own hoof, uh, hooves. Um Yeah, it was really unusual. I thought
3: um,
1: the story itself feels it like any old sort of like ball dream like have and tell that like, people can yeah, tell yeah, about yeah, these things right I and mean, everybody has God, a good laugh about, about it, it. Um,
0: well, yeah it, i had a similar reaction too. too i was trying to figure out what it was there for i was kind only, of puzzled
2: the only thing i can think is i mean you were talking earlier about how this is a version of jangu where the where there is not any heroism to it and it's just a lot more base and yeah and and immoral and i mean i I feel like maybe it was just an attempt to establish this is a very immoral world. The world is you know the story he's telling is about both the husband and the wife have no fidelity to each other. Yeah. The crowd is engaged in all this wrongdoing at the same time the story' being told and I don't know I think it may have just been a little bit of scene setting to get the uh, the atmosphere across but beyond well, that I got nothing.
0: And it, well, it might even be a stretch, but I was kind of wondering, well, are they kind of like, they're they're sort of, and the story is all centering around human genitals, and then they shift to the horse, which is peeing on itself, and so I'm like, maybe there's a connection between, like, the humans just following their base instincts and, you know, being an animal just like the the horse in that case, but that might have been, you know, too too much. But there was another scene, too, that kind of stuck out with humor, which was the guy with the flacc, uh, flaccid sword, the the sword belt that he pulls out. When um when Nameless charges into the palace, um I felt like that fight scene was really, kind of played for laughs, and mm-hmm. most of the other fight scenes were really really serious and and uh, and didn't have like the boingy boingy sounds going on in, in the background.
2: Yeah, I mean there was, that was definitely partly played for comedy. I mean the the whole flaccid sword description itself was a joke. So.
1: Yeah, because yeah, uh, that joke he was, like, sort of brought up, up again, again afterwards when uh, NamUs is ambushed by a friend, an unnamed, unnamed swordsman, swordsman um, on the way back from seeing Julien, I think it was. And uh, and that uh, swordsman made the made comment, comment that, that uh, uh, yeah, yeah, NamUs' his sword was, was very vigorous, vigorous but, but it, it was, was flattered was as well, or whatever. I'm not sure, like, why it's being brought up so often, <laughs> but it, it definitely feels like it, there, there is something there, but we're maybe not quite getting the context of it, maybe from a language reason or um, missing some part of the context, but for the horse peeing on itself, I think maybe that is just sort of a message that people, yeah, being hoisted by their own petard type of thing, like, you know, it, people get undone by their own deeds, basically, So sort of, it's, maybe that's sort of the okay. message I got when I'm thinking back on it. Um, Towards the end of the movie, like, yeah, a lot of the stuff, yeah, you know, happened because people did something that was up on themselves, kind of. Yeah.
0: No, that's definitely true. Now, speaking of the... I mean, this is this is a wuxia film, and there's a lot of fight scenes in it. Um, which ones do you think stood out? Uh, which were the best ones in this movie? Um... For me, the one that I remember the most is the bath scene, um, yeah. with Lily Lily, right? The uh, yeah, and the, and the lady of three moves. Yeah,
1: that was I. I thought that was a pretty interesting scene. Like, not, not maybe not necessarily technically, but just the setting, the the build up to it. You know, the conversation as He Lung sat there naked. <laughs> um and yeah the sort of the reasoning that they use to try and justify sneak attacking someone in the bath <laughs> was was really amazing and i yeah and that's it's just that everything about that scene was um very well done i thought and the fact that you know the lady of three moves suddenly pops out of nowhere to try and kill him as well it's just like uh, it, it it's highlighting you know how brutal this world is yeah you know, and people can use whatever reasons they can think of to justify why they're doing what they're doing even if yeah, from all objective point of view, that what they're doing is not morally correct.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough to single one out because this movie did have good fight scenes overall. I mean, the they, I I was pretty engaged in every fight that occurred, and I don't the final fight scene actually uh, stuck with me pretty well. I mean, granted, I, I have to admit, I, I barely got time to watch this movie and I finished watching it minutes before this podcast. So it's the freshest one in my brain. But uh, it, I, I thought it was really the setting and so on. And the, the choreography both worked really well in that. And it, I mean, I, and of course, it has, you know, the big reveal happens during that scene. And uh, I felt like the, the conversation at the end there was pretty interesting. So that that's the one that's really stuck with me.
0: Yeah, I, I think both those scenes are two real standout scenes, and I love the line in the bathhouse where she says there are three kinds of people: like the dead, the living, and oh no, man, men and women, and the dead, right? And you don't look like a man to me, so <laughs> yes. um, you know that was—I thought that was a clever scene, and and I and I really liked Lady of Three Moves, and I like how they had her sneak attacking, like Kenny was talking about. I thought that was kind of a cool, cool setup, um, and that final that final scene, which I think uh, we should talk about in the context of talking about the characters. Cause that's a really interesting moment, uh, for Kufeng when, when, uh, when they face off and they fight and, and he ends up saying the same thing he said to the original guy, which was something like the outcome is our, is, has been determined. Like he's already figured out who's going to win or lose. And yeah. now, and now it's just T lung's match to lose at this point. If he, he wants it, if he, if he really, he can have it, if he wants it. Um, and when he when he when he kills Ku Fung's King of Swords character, his Ku Feng does this thing where his eyes light up and look like they're like they just like it's like that eye smile thing that certain people can do, and, uh, and and he and he says the reason that I lost is because I really kind of liked you, and and I know that it was probably there was probably some roughness in that translation, but in if, you know when you watch the whole movie, it's kind of a moving moment in the film.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, okay, go go ahead. Ahead. Oh, <laughs> no, I was, was going say, like, it, it felt like he wanted to be defeated by someone, and yeah, and, and he, he found this person, and you know, he, he completely fits the bill, right? He is merciless, and he has no problems about sacrificing things to get to a higher position, in, or not a higher position, but get, get to getting the title King of Swords, and. Yeah, he he not actually die in peace because like I I have done what I wanted. Um, although it's kind of strange, like it never really explained properly, like why he was doing the whole thing with the hat and, and why um yeah, maybe he was expecting uh nameless to take up his mantle uh and. Want to hide himself hide for whatever, whatever reason, reason but, but that that part why, is because he, he said, said that the, said reason, the reason why. why so as I think when he was posing he as a physician, said he said the, reason, the reason why uh, King, of King of Swords was wearing a hat is because he has head 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 a, head a, head a mental,
0: mental disorder, disorder. <laughs> um, basically,
1: right? But I think and I never really elaborated
0: on that one. So so here's what I think. I think that he wears the hat because he likes to pose as that doctor and te- and figure people out and get into their head. And yeah. I think when he said that to him, when he said it's it's he has a mental illness, he was basically saying. He was getting into T-Lung's head. He was saying that like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He's physically perfect, and if there is anything wrong with him, it's that he's he's a psychopath. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like it just makes him seem that much more dangerous and intimidating to 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 face. Because all 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 T-Lung knows about him is he's he's got he's got a mental illness of some kind, um, which would yeah, make yeah. No,
2: I, I go with that take too. I was my impression is that he likes the game of of getting to know the person he's going to fight.
0: Which, which I think to me is one of the more cool parts of the movie. Like, I just like how they, they, they really play up the, the effect that the fighters' mindsets have in determining the outcome of it. And, uh, and, and also, I should mention that the full quote, Kenny, uh, was, um, a swordsman must be amoral and merciless. He must be unhindered or else he will fail. And so that's pretty much all the stuff that we see in the film. Um,
2: it's it's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, as we live in this world where people are continually getting challenged all the time, having hiding behind this, you know, having a secret identity as the doctor means he's got all this time. He can just walk around. and I'm just a doctor. No one's going to try and stab me. So, <laughs> you know, because he asked one of the final questions he asked, you know, are you prepared to live this life of, you know, where people are continually going to be challenging you? And it's like. He, 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 you know, the the original King of Swords here did prepare for it by giving himself a second life where he can kind of kick back a little bit and not not worry as much.
3: Yeah, I do
1: wonder if the the, um, the Duke character, the fire character, knew um, about um, the physician persona so, uh, and the, the king, king of swords persona like right? whether they they're the same yeah. person because they I both came knew. to be under they're his under employ his so.
0: yeah I, th- I think he knew and i feel like he had like a knowing smile like throughout like there was something <sighs> peculiar about him i quite uh, we should probably talk about him in general because i i quite liked him he just mm-hmm. had a really personable interesting sort of streak to him that that uh like like you know when 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 Nameless storms the palace, he's, he's, he's almost overjoyed when he's, when he succeeds and, and he gets up and he just kind of smiles at him. And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, great. You know, you can stay at the palace and I'll, I'll set up a duel, but, but, uh, but the King of Swords isn't here. So you have to wait for him. Um, and all of his interactions were, you, you know, you, you never quite knew his motivation, but he always seemed so positive and optimistic about things. And he seemed well, he- so enthusiastic
2: i think i have a feeling he would know about the doctor because he's a game player too it's like he just likes the game of this whole thing it's like he he you know like he, i like him as a character but as a person it's like he's he's kind of got this he's it's kind of like he's this almost like this you know super villain persona that's kind of there with all the the, the, the i don't know it's just you know he's like, he's,
0: like the vince mcmahon of the uh of the, yeah of the yeah movie.
2: perhaps so that's yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I just uh, didn't. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure you would know just because they would, they would, they would both enjoy that game. I think.
1: Yeah, I think in the stories, like people in in his sort of position as the uh, a duke or sire or his Majesty, when they're referring to him as, they tend to be like playing their own game in the background somewhere like you know that yeah. you know he's probably you know having feuds and conflicts with um, his bro- his brothers or uncles or whatever and you know and, and that finding you know a capable swordsman and training up his private army or whatever it's just sort of like a, a, a means to his end and yeah, you know, to him it doesn't really matter who the king of swords is as long as he has the king of swords in his employ
0: when he rewards the King of Swords pretty well, was it 2,000 uh, loads of rice per year, but also when he wins that match, he gives them like, I forget how many golden tails and like 200 bolts of silk or something. So, Which is kind
1: of, kind of really weird, a like reward like, to give a lone person. person. Like, like, you know, if if you're by yourself, like, yeah, I've got I, I've got enough rice to feed 200
0: people for a year. Great. <laughs> oh, but I think but the idea I, is I you would you have no personal
2: would, attachments to anyone to share it right with.
0: I think the idea is to get around like the 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 sire is a person who isn't supposed to engage in commerce, so he can give you rice, and then you can convert the rice into you know whatever you need. Oh it's kind
1: of like one of those things so I'll give you I'll give you a grain of rice but if you take this grain of rice to a specific shop and tell them that you can that you're from me they'll give you a golden towel for each grain of rice you give them kind of thing.
0: well I think I think it's more legit I think it's more just a way of like okay I instead of giving people currency I give them food and I give them silk and then they and then they can convert that into currency if they want or they can use it to trade for other goods and there's probably like a broker or somebody to make it even more uh you know uh more more seemly but um uh but i don't know i I just got the impression that this was sort of like uh whenever whenever, um when like i i have some books that that give like the salaries of different officials and stuff and it's usually done in sometimes it'll be strings of cash but a lot of times it'll be like bolts of silk and and land and various other you know goods and and definitely uh rice was another another thing that kept coming up um, yeah
2: but it's it's definitely a case there where you feel you could feel like this was just a tiny part of a Wuxia novel and this this guy at the top here has you know he's he's a character in that story we are just watching a tiny subplot within this larger novel it's because yeah he, he was for, for he doesn't really have a whole lot of time in the story and he doesn't do that much but he he, he really kept me interested every time he was around.
0: Yeah, he makes an impression, and I was I was kind of puzzled as to why he made such an impression on me because he only he kind of comes in and does the same thing every time. But it's it's partly
2: a really good performance, I think. I mean, I think the acting in in that role was very good.
0: Yeah, and I think he was played by Yu Wing, um, okay, okay. and uh, and yeah. So, what about Nameless himself, played by T Lung? What, what are you what are your thoughts on this character? I mean. It's it's an interesting character for t I've I, I have seen him in dark roles. You know, like in you know, opium and the Kung Fu Master and things like that. But in this one, he's almost uh, he's 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 kind of hard to like. Do you know what I mean? He's not mm-hmm. an easy character to get behind.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I thought he did well. Like, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, yeah, we we do sort of get the impression that he might be like a, a decent chap. Yeah, roaming yeah. Jianghu. Uh, with uh, his, his broken shoes and like making uh, enjoying life and honing his sword, sword skills and stuff, but, but, um, but it, it does like, like, like I, I think he yeah you know, shows, shows, shows the sort of his, his is ruthlessness very well. Basically, the moment he starts fighting against the um, the, the, the the eight trigram um, the Ba Gua... Hall or whatever, and the and with the monk and, the, and his disciples, and killing all of them very casually. That's when you start to think, Oh, maybe you know, his sort of cheerful, happy go lucky spinning a shoe on a sword to find which way to go thing is just, you know, yeah, it's not really a facade, but it's just that, you yeah, know, it, it's just a very minor part of who he
0: actually is, which is this ruthless killer. I, I felt like all of those little casual gestures, like because when he starts out right as a kid, he's got the straw in his mouth, too. But then when he's chewing on it in the temple and he's about to kill all these guys, it's a little bit unnerving because he's just so relaxed and it's kind of like that like when somebody's that that relaxed and and almost happy looking before before a bloodbath ensues uh you know it it's it, it sort of it was I, I think that that contrast was working pretty well in that scene I almost want
1: to say like this movie has a little hint of yeah a story about mental illness going on here because if you have a young child who... Coincidentally, you know, sees a door between two high-level swordsmen. Yeah, people getting murdered, and a woman like committing suicide, who and uh, who haunts him for yeah for, for most of his adult life, right? Appearing in yeah. like visions and out of the corner of his eye, and yeah, he is a very disturbed person. Yeah, uh,
2: well, that that goes back to the the Hitchcock vibe I was getting at places. It feels it partly, in some ways, this movie is kind of like a psychological thriller to an extent. Um, but yeah, getting t Long's performance though, I mean, it, it's interesting how cold he is in this. Because it's like the scene where he does kill Ho Liang, it's really, it's really, I really wasn't sure which way he's gonna go. The movie does a good job in that scene of I thought he was gonna kill her, then he tells her his name and she's happy. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not. And it, it kind of it swings back and forth a few yeah. times, and then he then he does it. And it, it, it actually caught me by surprise because it had, uh, I, I thought we'd gone past that and then boom.
0: I had the same reaction. It's like, you think it's going to happen. And then it's like, Oh no, they, they, they will resolve this happily. And then Nope, she's, nope. And it's the moment she's telling, she's talking, she's reminiscing about how he came to her in the rain <sighs> that day. And just the, and, and it just, the moment it happens, it, it, it was, a, it was a bit surprising. Um, yeah. And, uh, but also, it still continues with the love story aspect, which is really weird. Like, he kills her, but then he's still devoted to her after, after, afterwards. I mean, he, he goes back to her body to be with her. And, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and, that, was, that was strange. I, I mean, it, it's, it's... Of course, you know, the fight scene breaks out so quickly after that, it's hard to get the full emotional beat of it to an extent.
0: Because
2: so yeah, he doesn't sure want the like, title.
0: He rejects the title. He doesn't take the yeah. title at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's another thing I wonder. It's like if we're talking about the... I, this is a thought that just came to me, but, you know, if we're talking about the King of Swords being this manipulative bastard. It's like maybe maybe the whole you know I liked you thing at the end it was just his final <laughs> screw you. It's like I'm gonna get in your head and make you not even want this now. I'm I'm poisoning your chalice that you just won. So it's, it's, it's
0: possible.
2: It's
0: possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, but but the thing is, I, I I do think he genuinely liked him. I feel like that was the yeah, the the, I the, think, the, the I smile because I, I mean Gu Fung he every once in a while, he just gives these amazing performances. Like the last, the last really great one that I always talk about was, uh, uh, from "Heroes shed no tears, um, where he has that great speech. Uh, and, and in this one, this is like up there with that. This is, this is, this was like that last scene, his whole face changes when he's dying. Like he, 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 you can see he looks like older and weaker, but then his eyes beam and it just was, uh, it was a really good performance. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think all around this film had really great performances. I think, I think Ti Lung, Ku Fung, um, the, the prince, not the prince, the sire, like we were saying, and, um, and, and, and a lot of the other, you know, side characters who, you know, you know, even, even like Lily Lily, who's only there for like, you know, five seconds before she dies. Yeah. It was memorable. Um, what did what did you say? Did, oh, did,
1: did they use a body double for her naked like grief moment of nudity? It, so it's
3: I think
2: like for all of the nudity, there were body doubles. You never saw a face in the, in any shot. That here, there was
0: you, uh, I think for Lily Lily, I'm pretty sure they used a body double for hmm. um for uh, Lady of Three Moves, the Lao Wai Ling character. I think her face was in the scene when she was naked. Right. Well, it what well, they no, it wasn't actually, but then in the next scene. She's got that sheer dress on, and you can basically see her breasts through it. So, I, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe it was her breast, but I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have to ask Dion
3: that. Not
1: important in any way, but yeah, we about the really, really memorable. It's like, oh yeah, there was that bit where she was naked, but it obviously wasn't her. Well, well, no, but yeah. it
3: is one of
0: these things you notice because there are certain actresses in in the Shaw Brothers movies who do do that, and there are certain actresses who don't. And yeah, I, I don't think the bathhouse
2: scene made just made me wonder because it was so, it was, it was just sort of so quick and sudden and then it was gone that, uh, it made me, that, 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 the other, that, that was the part where I really was kind of
0: curious. But uh, I don't, I don't think it was in that scene. I no, I, I don't think so. But, um, but I thought,
1: because I, like, I, I was watching that part on the train, and it, like, it suddenly came out of nowhere, I was like, "Well, let me just turn this that base down
3: for a brief Yeah, that's, that's probably yeah. not a scene you want to
2: be
0: on the train watching. Um, uh, but uh, so, what, what did you guys think of the um, of the Mister Yan character, Norman Chu's character, who's kind of the the, the swordsman who doesn't get what he wants uh, throughout the movie? I
1: he did, he a, did good a good performance. I, I mean, as far as like characters go, he wasn't supposed he was to be very, very likable, but I, you know, I, I don't really think he was like necessary except for the, the whole plot at the very end. I guess like he there needs to be someone, I guess, to. Um, well, I don't know. Again, you know, I don't think he's actually necessary at all to be honest. Like the the woman of three moves could easily have just like done all of that herself really, like.
0: Yeah, I feel like his function was more to highlight some of the qualities that the T Lung character had because by showing him in the movie like all like slouched and and not confident and just losing everything, it the made loyal. the T Lung character seem all that much more assured and and capable. Mm-hmm. Um so I just felt like it was there for a contrast.
2: Yeah, I think so because yeah, his character by himself wasn't all that engaging. I was never all that caught up in his story exactly he was he, he only mattered in relation to other characters
0: and uh what about um holy on herself because i mean i get you know she's a love interest um you know any thoughts on that character
2: she's probably the most sympathetic character to me in the story yeah. i think i you know I, I felt really bad for her i i, I just, there's really no other character i i, I developed much sympathy for in this story
0: yeah i well, I, I genuinely felt bad for her uh through, you know as the movie went on uh because her, yeah. her love for him seems so sincere
2: yeah she was just out of out of her depth
1: yeah she definitely i don't know like in a lot of movies like women Sort of, I sort of depicted the as Stockholm syndrome, 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 syndrome you, right? And sort of like, like oh, he raped, he raped me, and, and, he and he also like threatens me with violence every now and, now and then, but and and it's okay, okay because I really love him. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's she's sympathetic, sympathetic but, but at the same, same time, 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 time it's, it's just like she, I don't know, maybe she could have done more to like. I don't know she could have, she could have done something. Well, no, besides, I, the, besides I, existing.
2: But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that she could have, though. Yeah, I yeah. yeah I, I, have,
1: I mean, yeah. If I if I could like write a plot for her, I mean, I'd probably be a screenwriter. <laughs> but. but but again, I think
0: she's a woman living in this world that's like just filled with violence and like it's kind of like I don't. know, It's like a raging bull type story. Like you have you have these people that are that are killers and behave violently, and that and, and it's naturally. Sort of extends into the, their personal life, and and so maybe her the way the way that she is in this film is just because it's so common. Like like we just like all we see in the movie is just people who either kill each other, and even in the entertainment, like Adam was saying, like it's just this amoral story of you know a husband and wife that are cheating on each other, and you know and 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 as those stories being told, people are pickpocketing and and groping one another in the crowd, and so. Um, so I think maybe you know that her character is that uh, you know her two choices are are Mister Yan and nameless. Do you know what I mean? Like those are two really yes. bad choices
2: yeah it's just wow at least I guess the guy that raped me was the guy I liked I don't know well, that's, 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 that's terrible but but again that's Mr. Yan he... was
0: also like you know like he was basically treating her as his possession remember like he yeah he came, he came and up and he, he, exactly he was that's another good point yeah because because he he basically went to nameless and forbade him from uh from pursuing her and said it's not right to t-, you know a gentleman doesn't take from other other gentlemen or something and yeah. he was like, yeah, "Oh, so you keep a the guy that
2: buys stuff buy for me." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Except that you get the impression when he says that there's some kind of relationship going on, but no, nope, there isn't.
0: But uh, but yeah. So I, but I saw her as one of these these kind of female characters existing in a world of of uh, you know just like violent men basically, um, and so, you know, yeah, I. I, mean, I, I, I you it had its share of like women who were capable already.
1: That you had the yeah. woman of free, the women of three moves, and uh, Lily yeah. Lee's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were all very capable characters in their own right, and it's okay that there's one woman who's like literally just exists and to be set up in the storm kind of thing, which is fine. I th-
0: I think it boils down to whether you're like a, a martial hero or not. Do you know what I mean? Like whether you have like that capability. Like like we said, we saw we saw the Lily Lily character and the um and the lady of three moves. And I think I think it's significant that the lady of three moves, you know, also you know, uh, basically rapes Mister Yan. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a um, there was almost like a parody between those two scenes. So, um, but in terms of the uh, the holy end character, I think she's just not. I mean, she's not a a martial figure in the in the movie. She's not somebody who's going to be able to assert uh, assert you know, herself in this, in the context of a world that, you know, you have to take everything by the sword as the, as the swordsman says.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that is a touch of realism. The movie has too, because in a lot of, a lot of Wu movies, everybody has some extent of, of martial talent, you know, like oh, I thought the love interest does, does have her own martial talent. And this, this, this woman doesn't. So that, that is, that is a part of the, uh, the feel of this movie
0: it's it kind of there's another movie called uh, I think it was Duel for Gold is the name of it by Cho Yuan and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that film where uh-huh. it's just sort of this 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 dark world where you know might makes right and everything's kind of you know you sort of uh, you know the, you you you, you, t- you have a tour of the Zhang Hu but you feel a little bit dirty by the end of it you don't feel like you're you know you, you, don't, you it's not a place that you want to that you want to go um, no no you know <laughs> it's, it's, it, or, or and again the movie the blade was another one that kind of gets into that territory i think too which uh which we're going to revisit i think because we had some subtitle issues
2: yeah um, i have the blu-ray I, or dvd sitting around waiting <laughs> to watch, gonna watch it and we're going to review
0: it maybe we'll, we'll we'll see about maybe doing that next month um but uh but yeah so um so I think do we cover all of the characters? I want to I don't want to miss anybody if there was anybody important. Oh, I don't, I don't know if it was, if it was important, important, but
1: I really, really like the the, um, yeah, the 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 stone, stone carver guy. The guy who carves the names guy. of the different oh, swordsmen. Oh
2: yeah, that guy was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and I like
1: how at the very end he's like fuck all this shit he's yeah. the like, he, like, king of swords doesn't want the title doesn't want to become the chief of and he's like smashing the, the, the plaque that he was, he was working on with his axe. <laughs> yeah.
3: and he sets
0: nameless on his path at the very beginning too so he's, he is a significant person in the movie um, even if he's a small role yeah oh were we going to say Adam
2: okay, yeah I, I mean it's great the way this movie does have uh, so, there's so many good characters in this movie I'd completely forgotten about that guy by the end
0: I uh, I really like the old lady that scolds everybody. She was probably my favorite side character in the film. She's yeah. just going around like just just mercilessly scolding everybody, and and uh, uh, you know you know you know kids are stealing from her, so she's shouting at them, and then you know next second she's just shouting at somebody else, and she just doesn't seem to have any any lack of energy for for scolding the the locals.
2: Well, it's interesting taking it as a context of a, you know, of a setting where just about everyone is up to no good. She's like the one character who has just kind of become this person everybody hates because she's <laughs> trying to hang on to some kind of decency and she's just shouting at the sky and it's like, yeah. Yeah, because even right.
0: Holy End is sick of her. Even Holy N is like, oh, that lady. And and, yeah. and the lady does say at a certain point when the kid is stealing, the world is degenerating and going to hell and you know, yeah. you know so it, it is kind of interesting um, yeah
2: it seems like she's kind of almost a side joke but i guess she's pretty thematic to the whole movie when you think about it
0: so so you have to wonder maybe this is set, like speculation maybe it's supposed to be occurring in a period where things are starting to become more chaotic and uncertain and mm-hmm. you know like maybe she remembers a day when it wasn't quite so bad i don't know yeah.
2: It's a, it's a, it's a, when she first showed up, I feel like watching the movie is just the generic people, old people going, oh, things used to be better in my day. But, you know, maybe maybe there's actual truth in this case.
0: I feel like the actress and I don't know who it was, but the actress who played her, she brought it to like a devil grandma level. Um, and I don't You guys might not be familiar with devil grandma because that was from Magic Blade, which I don't think we've done yet. But she's this real standout character just like a, a malicious old woman. I think she I think she cooks people and eats them. Um, you know, she she, uh, she, threatens to make a stew of the hero, if I remember. Is that the um, one where she's, like, flirting? No, that was um, The Magnificent Bodyguards. That's another similar... That's another... Sort of like... I'm pretty sure The Magnificent Bodyguards was based on a Gulong story, but I'm not positive. And if so, it's kind of like a Gulong stock character, almost. These sort of old ladies that, uh, that are just supremely eccentric and strange and uh, but devil grandma is hands down one of the best one, one of the best ever e- ever done um and and the lady from uh from the magnificent bodyguards is is also really uh very interesting she's kind of this uh, she, she's sort of this this old lady who uh, runs a, a restaurant and then when she starts drinking she becomes very flirty and sort of r- ruminating about about her past and all this stuff um, but it's all very it's all very charming the way it's done um but yeah so so i think that's all the characters and we've talked about all the fights so i guess now it's it's down to recommendations and rating of the movie do you guys you know what what uh what, what do you guys score this as and uh what's your um you know do you recommend it to people for me this was above well, average, average
1: but not like top of 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 of, of you know of, of of the movies that we've done so far like yeah, I, would I would say, say this is like, like solidly a seven ish like, yeah, like all the characters, characters are really coherent. good um and you know the plot top was coherent. coherent um it, it well the only thing, thing that's is sort of lacking, lacking is a bit is of a charm i i'd say like it's definitely like a yeah, technically, or, or, you know, or it's a technically proficient movie. The characters are good, um, soundtrack, fight scenes. Everything was good, but it just didn't have the sort of draw to me like some of the other movies that we've seen. Like, um,
0: Kenny, can you just do me a favor and shift to a one through five scale? One through five. Okay. Yeah, only because that's what um, we've done in the past, and I wanna, I wanna.
1: Okay. Uh, It's going to be a lot harsher on the one to five five scale. It would be a 3. Okay, that's fair. I'd have to to round down instead of rounding up, I think, for this movie. (laughs) I
2: I think... I I might go up to 3.5, but I feel like this movie... I mean, the thing is, a movie this dark, I feel like for it to be a 5, I would need to feel more devastated by it. It's like it didn't... It, it's it was was dark and i i was interested in it the whole way through but and i think i think you might be on something with the charm thing kenny in that because i was a because the characters were also uh, a i was able to keep myself at emotional distance the whole way through watching it which meant it didn't when it all turns completely to hell at the end i i didn't i didn't, I didn't like feel too sad for uh most of the characters so yeah i i i go into 3.5 is where i'm putting it because i it was very well done for for a movie where i didn't have that much engagement with any characters a lot of times that could just be boring you just don't yeah. care about it at all but i was i was interested in this movie all the way through despite having very little care for the characters
0: yeah and i'm and i'm gonna, i think i would actually give the movie uh four and a half uh would be my rating um and and I can see why you guys wouldn't give it that sort of rating as well because I definitely it definitely is the kind of movie where it it, it the characters are hard to like and uh, but for me I think what what did it for me was there was so much in this film that I recognized from like boxing gyms and places like that like the characters mm-hmm. were especially the main character I recognized him as a as a kind of person that I've seen in reality do you know what I mean maybe not quite that extreme but the yeah. but the but like it seemed like a uh. You know, it seemed like a more honest portrayal of people who spend their time killing each other, <clears throat> and uh, and so yeah, you know, yeah. And and I thought that they they also did a, a good job of uh, the movie does it doesn't like it does that, but it doesn't pontificate at all. It 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 creates this. Uh, it sort of lets you evaluate the movie and make your own judgment. Um, yeah, which I think it is it kind of hard st- to do. St- you know, it is.
2: Yeah, 3.5 is by no means a bad review for me. I, I'm one of those people that likes to use the whole scale, the no, one and the two as well. So I don't want to say, like, I didn't like this movie. 3.5 is above average. So. No, yeah,
0: no, and, 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 uh, and I, I think um, I, 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 I want to be clear about that, too, because, you know, like, my wife and I are always, uh, whenever we drive, she, she, she'll have me rate whatever song we're listening to. And I'll almost oh, never give it, I'll almost, it's usually a scale of one to a hundred. And I'll never give it a hundred, and she'll get super mad when it's a song yeah. she likes. And I'm like, look, if I give it a hundred, there's no place for me to go after this. I need exactly. to have that room so that I can go. But uh, but for me, this movie just got up into that 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 sort of zone of of uh, of, uh, of of how I feel when I watch other movies like Heroes shed no tears or um, any any of the other films that have kind of hit that level for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like
2: this movie could go up on a second watch for me because it does seem like there's a lot of depth and thought put into this that I didn't pick up on in one watch too. So, you know, in the future, I might, might change my
0: rating, but, um, but yeah, so I think, uh, I think we're all set here on, um, unless there's anything somebody wants to add, uh, Hmm. um, yeah, so, so, uh, so again, the movie is soul of, uh, soul of the sword and it stars T-Lung and it's a 1978 film directed by Hua Shan. The action director was Tong Kai, which I think explains a lot of um a, a lot of the quality that we saw in the fight choreography. It's funny we we almost don't comment now unless it's like something really good or something really really bad, but like 40% of the film is fighting. Um so yeah, and it was
2: all engaging. Amazing. I mean, yeah. I I, I, I I'm not as huge an action fan as you are, so it's like I sometimes do get a little like, Oh, okay, I'm ready for this fight scene to end. But no, this movie they were all paced perfectly.
0: But you know what? I see so many fight scenes that like I can get into that state too where it's like, you know, oh I've seen this before. I've seen so it like really has to this was a movie that I felt had really good quality fight scenes. Um, mm-hmm. and it and it's sort of you know it, it's, it's, uh, when, you know, and I'm sure you guys are starting to experience this when you watch these all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, it really helps when the fight scenes are done well. Um, or yeah. when they add something to the story or what, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we'll be back on next week. I have to check and see what movie we have. I know we're going to have to, you know, set up our monthly theme and all that. Uh, but we might try to start next month with Bloody Parrot if we can. I think that. Uh number 1 we always have the first Friday of the month as a um as oh wait this is the first Friday isn't it um
2: uh yeah. yes
0: well yeah. screw it we're going to do we're going to do what we want to do next week um we're going <laughs> to I'm going to do Bloody Parrot. You don't um, care what you I listen to Yeah. Listen. yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to do Bloody Parrot and because I think I think it's 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 another Huashan movie it's a good way to sort of uh it's it's a well known one by him. And it's, it's, uh, it's also gets into equally bizarre and dark territory. I think it'll be an interesting film to discuss uh, after having seen this one. Um, so if we can, we'll do that one. And uh, until next week, we will talk to you later.